Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Have you ever, most likely accidentally, pressed some sequence of buttons on your camera that caused a crazy-looking squiggly graph to appear on the screen? You'll definitely know if you've seen this because it probably took you several minutes of additional button pushing to make it go away. But as we'll soon see, you might want to figure out how to get it back on the screen and to have it ready when you need it. Because as it turns out, that graph, which is actually a histogram, is pretty useful. What does this photo histogram show you? Why might you want to look at it? How can it help you take better pictures and improve the pictures you've already taken? Stay tuned and find out. As we learned last time, a histogram is a type of graph that allows you to see how the values of some data are distributed. In our example, we imagined measuring the widths of a bunch of leaves and then creating a histogram of them. To do so, we sorted the leaves into several bins based upon their sizes, and then we counted up how many leaves were in each bin. We chose to make our bins one centimeter wide, but we could have chosen two centimeters, five centimeters, or any other size we like. The number of leaves in our bins became the heights of the vertical bars of our histogram. And from this, we found that we could learn a lot about our leaves. Of course, I don't expect that many of you encountered a problem like this over the past week, which required you to measure leaf widths and construct a histogram based upon them. But don't let that fool you into thinking that histograms aren't something with huge practical use. In fact, as we're about to find out, you just might want to make use of a histogram or two this holiday season when you're taking pictures. And that's because most digital cameras will happily show you a histogram of values for the image you're about to take. You just have to figure out what button to push to see it. While the standard iPhone and Android camera apps might not have the ability to show you this histogram, there are plenty of third-party camera apps for each platform that do just that. But you might be wondering, what are these values that photo histograms show us? To understand how photo histograms are made, we need to talk about how digital pictures are made. In particular, we need to talk about pixels. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Every digital image you capture is really just a two-dimensional grid of numbers, each of which belongs to a single pixel in your image. And each of these pixels represents the brightness of a given spot in your image. As we've talked about before, computers store numbers in binary format. 
If each pixel of an image uses 8 bits of memory, also known as 1 byte, to store its value, then each pixel can have 1 of 2 to the 8th, or 256 possible values, ranging from 0 for the darkest regions up to 255 for the brightest. To create a photo histogram, all you do is treat each of these possible values as a bin. Count up the number of pixels in each bin, then make the graph. Since that's a lot of bins, you won't usually see the individual bars in a photo histogram, even though they're really there. Instead, you'll typically see what looks like a spiky line that shows you how many pixels are dark on the left, how many pixels are bright on the right, and how many pixels have medium values in the middle. So photo histograms show us what fraction of the pixels in an image are bright and what fraction are dark. But what can such a histogram tell us about the images we're about to take? In other words, how are they useful? Probably the most important thing you can learn from a photo histogram is whether or not the image you're about to take is well exposed. In the old days of film cameras, that literally meant whether or not the proper amount of light would fall on the film to make a proper exposure. These days, we don't have to worry about film, but we do need to make sure that each pixel collecting light for our digital image gets properly exposed, meaning not too much lights and not too little. If you look at a photo histogram and see that almost all the pixels are dark, that'd look like one big peak on the left side of the histogram, then you might want to think about either manually increasing the exposure time, many digital cameras will do this automatically, or changing the lighting. Of course, if you were taking a picture of stars or fireworks in the night sky, you'd expect a histogram like this since most of the pixels should be dark. On the other hand, if your histogram has a peak on the right side, it's possible that your image is overexposed. In this case, you might need to shorten the exposure time or reduce the amount of light on your subject. In general, the photohistogram of a well-exposed image will show a broad peak, indicating a nice distribution of light and dark regions. But remember, this isn't a hard and fast rule. Sometimes the quote-unquote right histogram will be different depending on the situation and, most importantly, on the particular aesthetic desires of the photographer. But either way, a photo histogram can help you figure out whether or not the exposure is correct for the picture that you ultimately want to take. So that's how to use your camera's photo histogram feature and a bit of math know-how to take better pictures. But how can you use histograms to make the pictures you've already taken better? And, as you might notice if you're playing around with the photo histogram feature, why are there three lines on your camera's histogram instead of one like I've described? Well, unfortunately, we're all out of time for today. So the answers to these questions and even more about the awesome relationship between math and photography will have to wait until next time. If you're still looking for that perfect holiday gift for the math fan in your life, here's an idea. My book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Pick up a copy or two or ten or a hundred today and spread it around the world. Thanks very much in advance for your support. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life 
I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.